guys are laughing through it. I'm Brandy. Thanks for coming back if you're listening. Um, I wanted to come on and just be cheerfully happy. This episode is going to be about remission. Um, and some, you know, some talk with cancer too, just because. I mean, that's what's been my life since April of 2021 until August the 17th of 2022. That's right, people. Your girl Brandy has hit remission. And what that means is that I no longer have to take any treatments. I do have to go for scans every week, which is totally fine. I love my doctors, my nurse, and I love my little panels that I get. But your girl is in remission. What can we say to that? Yay! So, I wasn't aware that I was going to be put in remission or made remission, all remission, whatever it is that they want to call it. Um, I thought I was going in for my last treatment of chemo, and he was like, there's no point of us continuing to give you a poison in your body when you don't need it because you've had too many scans that doesn't show anything. And so a girl was overwhelmed. She was crying, laughing. I mean, I my emotions were everywhere. I mean, why wouldn't they be? Look how long we've been doing this. So um, that's where we are. But then, of course, when you get in the car, after you leave the doctor, you're like, whoa, I've been doing this since April of 2021. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's now what's life? What, what kind of life am I having now? You know, where do I start? I mean, I still cannot be around big groups. I still have to guard myself and my health because, as according to my doctor, now you're in for the real nitty-gritty because now you got to keep infections down because your immune system takes almost 18 months to get it back to where it was for all of what you went through. So I was like, great, what does that look like? Um, and then, let's be honest, I got scared. I mean, I knew life before cancer through my mother, my father, other family members. But I didn't know cancer until I got it. And then I, don't, I didn't know at that time what cancer was like or what living without cancer but being a survivor looked like and I'm be honest I still don't know that and and to be honest I don't really care I just want to wake up every day and do the best that I can be the best child of God be live for the Lord uh you know be there for my family and my friends be there for my wife my kid my sister my brothers aunts uncles cousins and everybody in between, co-workers that I love and, you know, devote or devoted to. So what's it look like? Well, let me tell you what it looks like. It looks like, wow, look at that smile on her face. Yeah. Bitch is smiling big. Um, yeah, so I feel like I've won the lottery, but my bank account doesn't say I've won the lottery um, because what they don't tell you in the beginning because they don't want you to worry about all that is the magnitude of the cost of cancer. I would assume 
it's the cost of any disease, but man, cancer is a money maker. If you're in the right position that someone has cancer, it is a money maker. It's all a scam. I mean, I truly in my heart feel like there's probably a cure out there, but as my wife continues to say, there's no cure, there's no money in a cure. But anyways, that's side point. I, I got to pay what I got to pay. I got to do what I got to do. I'm alive. I'm feeling great. Um, I, I got news just this week of how long it's going to take before I could uh, travel outside of the United States and make some overseas fun trips. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that we all survive to be able to go on this magnificent trip that we would like to have. Um I uh, got celebrated last weekend. Uh, my wife came through like big time and surprised me. Um, I, there, there is one surprise that I don't want to say about right now because that would be in another podcast. But uh, one surprise I can tell you that was just amazing. It made me cry like a big-ass baby. And then they videotape it and you hear me go, <laughs> like a big-ass baby. But it was magnificent. I had... Um, at the time when she got this together, it was the last treatment parade. And then, you know, I was called to remission or however uh, my doctor said it. And so then it turned into a remission parade. And it was amazing. I even had one of my bosses come out. My other boss was out of town. She would have been there. But um, you know, some great friends that used to be coworkers that had become like, you know, just best of friends was there you know a couple people I haven't seen in a while just everybody there I genuinely loved to death though those were my people you know and I it yeah it was it was great I got a lot of little gifts um I don't want to go through that ever again even with all of the things that everybody gave me I do not ever want to have to go through cancer again and I hope if you're listening to this and you've been through cancer or you're going through cancer or you know someone that's going through that right now. My heart goes out to you. Um, love, thoughts, and prayers to that because it takes a whole village to get through that. And I can't imagine anyone going through that alone. And if you are, you can reach out to me at my email. It is laughing through it 2021 at gmail.com and it's spelled l-a-u-g-h-i-n-t-h-r-o-u-h-i-t-2-0-2-1 I think I missed a G in there somewhere but y'all can spell it I just didn't want you to put a G on the laughing because you know I have to make it difficult anyways so remission um, I'm already planning, ooh, I want to go here, I want to go there, I want to do this, I want to do this, oh, I can I do this, you know, but then my wife, like, puts the brakes on me and says, oh, well, hold up, honey, you, you still have some restrictions that you have to think about, and you're not back to eating the way you think you can eat, and plus, your doctor has put you on different restrictions to eat, and I'm like, are oh, you got to be kidding me, I just survived this, and now I have even more restrictions. 
But whatever. I mean, I listen to her every now and then. But let me tell you the ins and outs of going through cancer for my own perspective. So I missed a lot of things. I didn't get to go to a lot of my son's practices. I didn't get to go some games. I didn't get to go um, to a couple of parties. I, I had to leave our other uh, group, uh, Rachel and Kim and their son. We was we went there for a weekend. I got sick, had like a mini stroke, and or they call it a silent stroke. Let me let me change that. A silent stroke, and we had to leave. I didn't even get to enjoy that weekend. But that's okay. We're going to make the other plans and we'll get to enjoy it. So I've missed so, so, so much. But I'm going to be honest. There's a couple of things I've been like, oh, yeah, no, girl, I don't want to go to that. Oh, tell them I got cancer. I can't go. Tell them, you know, I'm not feeling good. I only used that a couple of times just because I probably wasn't up to it. Um, sometimes it's hard to wear a mask. And I'm not saying that to a down anybody that, you know, has to wear a mask every day. Like, my wife has to wear a mask every day at her job. We are, you know, we contemplate, because I wear a mask almost everywhere I go into, just because I, you know, an infection is like a hundred times worse for me. But, uh, you know, we're contemplating, you know, does Misty and our son wear a mask? Do they not wear a mask? But, you know, I, I came to the realization this morning and this is about a week after I've been, you know, broke down as remission. I do not control anything that's going to happen to me health-wise to the point of I'm going to get sick. Yes, I can take precautions. I can drink all the water you have me drink. I can take all the meds. But if I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick. I don't want to force no more my kid having to put on a mask or my wife having to put on a mask and be so uncomfortable. I will wear the mask and be comfortable for, you know, uncomfortable because for me, I, you know, this is what after cancer looks like. This is what remission looks like. I still have months and months of, you know, getting my body back the way it was. I mean, come on, if y'all could see this spiffy body, not really. I got rolls after rolls. That's okay. I like my jelly rolls. I mean, come on. They're mine. You know, I created these jelly rolls. And, but they're not really jelly. They're more like um, Nutella because jelly is all right on certain things. But I like chocolate. Let's go with Nutella. I got Nutella rolls on here. You know, you're trying to roll that on a biscuit or something. Oh, man, that sounds good. You know what's really good? Uh, chocolate gravy and biscuits. God, I'm from the South, and I love that. Misty, Misty, Misty hates chocolate gravy. She is so crazy. But she is from Missouri. I do love her. Wanted to move to Missouri for a long time to be close to her parents, close to her brother. Long, long time. I wanted Jax to be with his grandparents because I loved my grandfather and, and growing up with him. But anyways, I, I think I'm off the point again. Because look, chemo brain lasts for a while. Yep, yep. I still have it. Um, it's foggy some days. Some days I go in the kitchen. I'm like, yo, what am I coming in here for? Oh, I need my keys. Uh, they would be in my hand, people. But that's okay. Anyways, back to life after cancer, and now we're in remission. And I still have all these restrictions. But that's okay. Because at the end of the day, your girl got through it. 
your girl is in remission. Well, I don't know if I'm your girl, but I want to be y'all's girl. I want to be your laughing through it girl. If I'm not funny, tell me I'm not funny because, uh, honest, I mean, I think I'm, I'm really funny. Also, while I'm thinking about it, I want to do my favorite shade shout-out, shade-out, that's funny. I want to do my favorite shout-out to my favorite person in Kentucky. Her name is Heather Henderson. Let me tell you about Heather Henderson. I adore Heather Henderson. She used to work with me here in Oklahoma. Um, it, she, she was great. I mean, she she gave the you know the best advice. She always supported, um, you know, she was always fun to be around. And let me tell you the story about her real fast. I don't know if I had been down to her, you know, her floor to her office and that I, I was having a bad day or something. I don't remember. But I left the building, and when I came back, my monitor all, you know, had was covered with sticky notes. And, you know, it just said stuff like, you know, I believe in you, I love you, hard, you know, whatever, X, you know, X's and O's. Whatever it was, all these sticky notes, I was like, I have a double monitor, and they were both they were both covered. It was just, it was just beautiful. I mean, I took a picture of it, if I could always have it. But then I went the extra step. I kept every one of those sticky notes. And um, when COVID happened, we our agency went into uh, remote mode when the lockdown happened. We was um, very fortunate to be able to work all the way through COVID. And, but with that COVID, um, the agency started changing a little bit and they was like, you know, well, these jobs could be remote. And so I got lucky that I'm, I, I'm a remoter, you know, not from my boss, not always saying, I miss you. I want you to come back. And I'm always telling her not today, sister. Nope. Not coming back. Um, well, anyways, I had, she called me one day and she asked me, um, could I come clean my office out? And that's when I was like, if I clean my office out, I'm not coming back. You know, so uh, she just laughed. So I clean my office out. I get the stuff back to my house. And I really don't do nothing with it because, you know, I'm really tired now. My wife, you know, I, I didn't even box the stuff really because that was in the midst of me still going through treatment and everything. And my wife and um, the admin for my bosses uh, helped, you know, they took it all to the car, and my brother and Misty unloaded everything into the, the garage. And this is in the midst our house was still tore up. You know, now our house is all back together, and it's gorgeous. Uh, shout out to uh, Tim uh, Henson uh, Construction. They did an awesome job. Uh, so, anyways, I, now I'm starting to kind of get the garage together because now I want to, you know, do back my little my little workout area. And my, my son, for his birthday, he got a weight bench because he, he wanted to start lifting weights. But he hasn't been able to do it because everything's been in the garage. So I start going through these boxes, and um, I'm just having a moment of, like, you know, man, man, I've been, I've been through it. But, you know, I know there's people that's been through worse. There's people that's lost their lives to this. There's people that's lost their children to this. So I, I know they've been through worse, so I try not to dwell, dwell on what I've been through. But I opened up this folder, and there they said, these sticky notes from Heather. And that was years ago, but they mean more to me now probably than they did then. Because just little things like that really touched me. And just to know that I had those right there on a moment of 
feeling down, a little depressed. There was these sticky notes, and I went through one by one, and there was like 30 of them. So, Heather, if you're listening, which you better be, if you know what's best for you, sister. Don't make me come to Kentucky. Um, thank you. I love you, friend. So, anyways, remission. What's it look like? I have no idea. What's it feel like? It feels damn good, people. Real good. Real good. And girl getting her muscles back. I climbed a, I climbed a ladder yesterday. I know my friend Tiff right now, when she listens to this, she's going to cringe at that because she still thinks I'm a fragile state of a little girl or a little human because, you know, a treatment. And let's be honest. I mean, if I would have failed from that ladder, I would have probably broke every bone in my, my damn body. God, I would never hear the last of that because, you know, there's something right now going on when you have cancer and you fall. You take the possibility of open, opening up blood vessels that can lead to open up dormant cells. So uh, so they would have been so mad, but I didn't fall. I did good. I moved my son's shelf in the office because, let's be honest, he still wants to put his stuff in here, even though I'm calling it an office. He's still saying it's a playroom. But we're going to have to share. So I moved. I put a shelf up, and I moved his stuff. My brother helped me a little bit. Um, so after remission, I don't know what it's like, but it feels glorious. It, you know, it, it just feels like I have won the biggest reward of my total life. And as you know, if you've gotten this far, I have been through some shit. But there was times that I thought cancer was going to take me out. When you sit on the couch and you realize, man, you're not even making yourself laugh anymore. Something's not right. But let me tell you, since last week, girl has been making herself laugh. I laugh. I just, I'm just so happy. I really am. So remission, like I said before, I have no idea what it's going to look like. But it feels great. Um, I, I just want to go do everything, you know, like I, I even asked my kid the other day, hey, you want to go see Mimi and Papa? Do you want to go do that? And he was like, yeah, sure, if you want to do it. And I was like, hey, wonder if we go to Oklahoma City. Wonder, hey, wonder if we do this. Wonder if we go to, you know, wherever. And, oh, I want to go get this. I want to drive to Memphis. I want to, and I'm just all over the place because I think my mind is at a point where, oh, my God, bitch, you survived. Bitch, you survive. You survive the unsurvivable. I I didn't think I was ever going to stop. And to wake up to knowing that now you're you're in remission it is remarkable. But let me tell you what really got me. So I go scan every Wednesday. Basically, when it goes in, comes in, that you know. They ask your name. But they, I mean, they know who I am, but we've had some issues there with some, some medicine. So we, um, you know, got to go through the whole process of identifying who I am. And then usually they take blood, which that's what we did. But then about 10, 20 minutes later, I get another needle, and it's for my chemo. This past Wednesday, I didn't have to do that. You know, I told Misty that the biggest thing that I was looking forward to, and this is going to sound crazy to most of you, but to me, this was the, the biggest thing that I was looking forward to. No Band-Aids. So I have become 
are allergic to the adhesive and band-aids and we tried different band-aids throughout the the past couple you know past months years and no i was still allergic so i had to wear these band-aids though and it got so bad that it permanently burned me and we continued to put the band-aid in the exact same spot i told misty that's how i know when i get there that's how i know I'm going to feel like I won because there's going to be no band-aids. I left Wednesday the cancer place without any band-aids. I cried on the way home because I made it. I I got there. Then I laughed. I laughed hard because I was like Oh my God, all the things that I've been through since April of last year. I made it. I fucking made it. And there's no band-aids. So now I've decided these two marks on my left arm, I am going to get a tattoo and it's just going to say survivor and it's going to go down vertically on my arm. Just for I remember that's the band-aid. That's where they were. I went through months and months to be able to be on the other end. And I'm on the other end. And I fucking tell you, it's great. If you have a family member, if you have a friend, you have a coworker that is going through this, tell them to stay positive because in the end, and when they get to remission, they, whatever their band-aid is, they're going to be like, fuck yes, I don't have no more Band-Aids. So, just, I am really, truly, truly happy. I just wanted to come on and tell all, everybody that listens to my podcast, you know, the two people that listen. No, honestly, it's more than that. I, I have been very blessed with, you know, my family and my friends. And other people from different parts of the, uh, of the world has listened um, and when I look at my stats, and let's be honest, I look at those stats almost every day because I'm really excited about this podcast. And I really feel like now that I'm in remission, I can really get into things because I feel good. I'm not in a depressed state of mood. Not saying that some podcasts won't come back of being, you know, in a depressed state of mood because I think we all go through phases of that. But right now, your, your girl is on fire because she is living life to the fullest because she's in remission. You know, I had someone very close to me, very special to me, um, tell me, you know, great words. But one of the last things that they said to me, since we we haven't talked in a couple of days, it said, failure only comes to those that don't try. You, my dear, did not fail even in the midst of, when you was on your knees begging probably for death, you did not fail because what you did was you got back up, you tried, you moved forward, and you tried. So everybody, I'm in remission. I didn't fail. It's because I tried. Love to everyone. God bless you. And if you don't believe in God, I would say that God still loves you and I love you.
Um, I'm not forcing nothing on anyone, but don't um, hold it against me if I do love God, because I do. Anyways, your girl's in fucking remission. And that's how it's going to be, and that's how I'm going to end it. Awesome!